Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Movie Mavericks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Movie Mavericks. Speaking of fucking long, uncut European cocks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason and Trevor. I can't wait. Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 288 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. I'll send you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. On today's spectacular episode... We'll be talking about the 33 and Love the Coopers. That's the box office ace prediction game. Our reviews for Spectre, Pixels, Tomorrowland, and San Andreas are some big hits of the year. Also, trailers. We have Warcraft, highly anticipated trailer there. Uh, London has Fallen. We also have uh, Ice Age, Alice in Wonderland 2, and a bunch of other ones that I cannot think of off the top of my head (laughs) at the moment. We're doing this lo-fi tonight. I'm not on the computer. I got notes in front of me. Taking it back old school. But as we always do, let's get in the box office ace prediction game. Not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Let's play the HSX.com box office prediction game. Okay, let's play. Two movies, Love the Coopers, the 33. Wait, let's talk about last week. No. Okay. I need to talk about Spectre uh, briefly. I don't even know what, they, they, what stuff uh, did. What did they do? Spectre finaled out at 70.3. Not even 73, mm. but 70.3. Barely hitting the wow. 70 million. It filled 20 million less than skyfall and uh really an unadjusted uh, numbers less than Solace. <laughs> yeah uh really uh word of mouth has not been kind on this but we'll get into my review later so where were you you were at 91 i got scared me up to 85 and this opened at 70 uh, yeah. ouch so what peanuts do 44 on peanuts 44, 44. and a half and yeah, i was at so. 50 and you were at 57 I thought that this – I can't believe that SpongeBob SquarePants opened up larger than Peanuts, especially with the great word of mouth I heard, and uh, I thought this was anticipated. I guess it wasn't as highly I anticipated. I both were. I'm a little – a wee bit ex- – uh, yeah. You vexed? Does this vex you? Nah. Moving I, on I, this I guess week, I don't really care. <laughs> this week is some curious offerings, so I think that both these movies yeah, retain their one and two spot at the box office, that being Spectre and Peanuts, and then we have these new ones coming in really, I think, five and below in the rankings. Love the Coopers has what I think is the best shot of the two uh, of, of becoming the winner of this weekend at the box office, and that's really? going to, I think, I'm putting this at $12 million. This looks like a family stone knockoff and a little early for... A Christmas themed release. I don't think this is going to do well at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, 10 years ago we had um, a movie I I think would be similar to this called Christmas with the Cranks, which did spectacular, um, which did really good. Uh, but this doesn't look, the, I actually like Christmas with the Cranks, but a lot of people didn't like it. And it still is great. Um, I don't think it's going to happen with, with Coopers. I think that, these types of Christmas movies at this point are, you know, people just aren't uh, coming out to see them. We have other Christmas movies coming up, you know, the Seth Rogen. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go 9 million. 
Yeah, this is no Tim Allen movie. I mean, back then, Tim Allen could uh, pioneer the shaggy dog into a $60 million hit. So this is no hit. This is going to burn quickly. Uh, look for this to be on DVD by the by the first of the year. <laughs> <laughs> by Thanksgiving. Yes. No, honestly, this is like a nice VOD movie. This, If this was on demand, you would, you know, you might pay a premium price. Yeah, this would be, family. Would be perfect to watch on TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but not in theaters. No, John Goodman. I mean, I saw the trailer for this and then the trailer for mm-hmm. Trumbo right after the other day when I saw Spectre. And John Goodman, once again, is in every trailer. I mean, he does this for, yeah. uh, for a while, you know. He'll, like, not show up and then he's in every trailer you see. It was happening when like, he's not in the movies. He's just in the trailer. Just in the trailer. Yeah, right. Yeah. They cut him out of the movie. He just got <laughs> in the trailer. Uh, so the 33 Chilean miners trapped in the mine. Looks fantastic. Um, I think lo- this crashes and burns. Yeah, it looks good. But again, you know, it feels, I don't know, kind of lifetime-ish in a way. Too small to make the, an event movie, a trip to the theater, which is what we're seeing this year. There's no mid-level hits. Somebody sent yeah. me an article this week about that, and this is something that's going to fall right into that. I think this opens very poorly and is looked upon rather negatively, but I think it's probably going to be a good movie. And this is the kind of thing that I catch on HBO or Netflix mm-hmm. on, on an afternoon. Well, what do you think this is going to do? I go $5 million on this. You know, $5 million. The bar is set at $10 million, um, which, you know, curiously enough, is was the opening of Daylight. Um, but Sylvester Stallone's not in this. No, and this is uh, mm. no daylight. <laughs> <laughs> it's Antonio Banderas. Let's be honest. That's about nineteen. Well, I million love. Dollars, let's so let's be, be honest. honest. That's about two million dollars in adjusted. I mean, you're adjusting the whole timeline, right? <laughs> I'm adjusting for thirty years, my friend. Twenty. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to adjust for reality, then Sylvester Stallone Daylight released today. That's about two million dollar opening. <laughs> I still go see it. I still. Yeah, you, I we, we, we'd be the only today. ones, but <laughs> I wish we had like the Lost Alone film um, they found that released today. I'd go see that song. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go nine million for this as well. I went five. You going nine? I'm gonna go two nines. I'm gonna go niners. All right, two niners. Nine, nine. You going nine point nine? That's high. Well, uh, I'm doing nine for this and nine for the Coopers. Tell us what you think about this. Go to Box Office Ace. Play against us. Uh, I had a bad weekend last week, and I crashed and burned. Trevor did better than I, but still did not win the weekend. So we'll see. Go over and play. Let's do some trivia now. I got two points of trivia because we don't have any conversation topics. These hopefully will be conversation topics. How do you like that? Django. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Clint Eastwood, we were talking about off Mm -hmm. air. You and I are big Clint Eastwood guys, and that got me thinking about – Clint Eastwood's career and really he's as well known as a director than he ever was as an actor and he has been nominated get this four times for best director one Hmm. only once Mm -hmm. can you name the four movies he was no no it's Um, not that hard I mean obviously um Unforgiven here we go did he win Um, for that one yeah that's the one he won for there you go um, I don't know, Mystic River? There you go. Um, obviously, you know, American Sniper. Uh, no, that's not one, though. He was not nominated No, he for was that. not. No, that, that, actually, that's, he should have been interesting. nominated for yes. that. Hmm. No. There's um, a snub for you. Yeah, right? Um, oh, God, now I can't even really think of. You're halfway there. I mean, I'm Clint surprised Eastwood you got movies. This. I know. I'm on the spot and I can't remember him. And he's in this other one, so I'll give you that. Um, uh, in fact, he was nominated I, I, I for best know. actor. 
as well. Are you Googling? I hear I hear a I am gonna I, Google. I hear a mouse snapping over. Oh, the- million dollar baby. There you go. Well, I just want to look at the I'm not looking up his things. Oh, clearly trouble with the curve, right? No. Um God. Are we gonna go? There's another so one? You went three out of four, and I'll give you this because the fourth hmm. one I got three out of four as well. Blood work? Uh, <laughs> I like blood work. Don't fuck around, man. <laughs> Serious. That's got a great twist. Um, Bridges of Madison County. I don't know. Well, I'm just guessing just here. That's what, your what else? Personal favorite doesn't mean the Academy <laughs> likes it. Okay. Hey, man. No, this will surprise you. I think this one surprised me. Was Letters from Iwo Jima. Uh, the second part of his uh, World War II trilogy, which was the stronger that film. Is true. Flags of our that is so. hard. That that's actually that's a tricky one there. Yeah, that's a trick. That's why it is a trivia hmm. question. All right, I got a secondary trivia question for you tonight. Okay, you so know what we'll, one's good is Changeling. Not a lot of people talk about that one. That's a good. Changeling one. is pretty good. Yeah, Angelina Jolie was nominated for that in that one. So uh, he's guided a lot of actors to uh, Oscar-nominated and winning performances. Uh, I, Bloodwork, I think, is somewhat underrated. Yeah, Bloodwork's good. I was, um, you know, true like, crime. Oh, I, mm. I, I personally <laughs> like The Rookie with him in in fact i have that sitting right here from netflix on, on who my... who honestly doesn't think a perfect world is the best uh kevin costner movie it's one of them i'm a big costner guy but it is one of them yeah it that is. and the war right you know it, it, costner is one of <laughs> he's got to be in more four-star movies in my opinion than most guys most actors i mean i love costner movies water the world war. yeah i love fucking water world man come on uh, all right so here's one entertainment weekly Named this 1983 movie the worst sequel of all time. Can you name it? 1983? The 1983 was the release of this movie, and it's a sequel to a 70s movie. And it's streaming on Hobo Go. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so it's not like my old man would. I, I don't want to play this game anymore. I don't know. Conan, um, yeah, this is going to the destroyer. Um, 1983, Alien 2? Fuck. Alien 2 is the best sequel of all time. I know, talking? I don't know. You said that they said it, not that you did or I did. No, no, no. It was voted I'm just by guessing. Entertainment Weekly's poll. Oh, by, by the poll. By a poll. It's the hmm. worst sequel of all time. 1983. Now, I, most people will say Batman and Robin and stupid shit like that when, you know, worst sequels are... 1983, Batman 19... and Robin? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying oh, worst sequels. Oh, you mean just say sequel. Okay. Like Son of the Mask and things like this. So I'm just I trying think. to think of what... Of a sequels... Of, oh, excuse me, of a 70s movie. I think the, the <laughs> alien inside of you wanted to talk. Let him she's, speak. she's coming out. Satan speaks through you, son. <laughs> it's the queen. Um, I don't know. A sequel from the seventies, Jaws two. No, that should have been. That's a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> Honestly, it, what Jaws is it? three is arguably better. Although Jaws four, Jaws is the worst fraction. Jaws three D, you mean? Uh, yeah, Jaws three D. <laughs> Watch it now. Uh, it know. is Staying Alive, the sequel. Oh, that's a tricky one. Yeah, you don't wouldn't think of that one. Which I consider to be Rocky three point five. To be honest with you, sure, because that's is totally directed by Stallone. The Rocky version of uh, that movie. So, yeah, I don't agree with them on that, but there are plenty of bad sequels out there. And uh, I think there's been a few this year. I mean, Taken 3 has got to be on that list somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick oh, break, boy. and we come back with reviews of Spectre, Pixels, Tomorrowland, and San Andreas. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. 
You are about to witness history in the making. Hi there, this is Todd from Forgotten Films, and if you spend all your time watching new releases, then you need to broaden your movie horizons. And a great way to do that is by joining me for the Forgotten Film Cast. We don't talk about the new releases, we don't even talk about the classics. We talk about the movies that time forgot. On each episode, I'm joined by another film blogger to discuss a film that may or may not be worth rediscovering. So look for the Forgotten Filmcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and wherever you find great podcasts. Speaking of Forgotten Films, I just watched Play Misty for me, and you're going to watch it next. So next episode, uh, we're going to be talking Play Misty for me. I want to know if they're talking about Deathstalker 2 on that uh, podcast. Uh, I believe three is what is what they're going. Oh, the warriors from hell. I like that. They got a little sophisticated on me. They're going a little deeper. They are. At least we're not talking about four match of the Titans. (laughs) Your film references. They all have, they all have the pig man in it though. He's he's in all all, of them. It's all a reused shot. Yeah, I know. They all go, they all go to that feast. Out of the 50,000 people, they go to the same party. there's like three people that understand what the fuck we're talking about, right? There's a guy in Iowa going, yeah, I told you about the pig guy. <laughs> See, these guys know. Okay. Um, that's my Iowa accent, by the way. Uh, corn Spectre. Husker. I, yeah, Corn Husker. I saw Spectre, and um, a lot of you saw it out there as well. Apparently not as many as I thought because I lost the game it this tight? weekend. It, uh, it's No, it's not tight. It's two hours and 30 minutes. Um, it's loose. This, it's loose Spectre. I got to say that um, this is probably the, my least favorite of all the Daniel Craig Bond flicks. I put this one under Quantum at this point. And it's just outside of a good it's, it's, opening it's, sequence that really surprising. doesn't have much of a payoff. Uh, other than having a, it, you know what it's becoming now with the Sam Mendes stuff? It's technique uh-huh. over everything. Does he use gadgets? No. Fuck. Not really. And everything's running now. Now we're up to date on everything, and it's really not interesting. Bond has an apartment. Did you know that? Jason uh, Bond has an apartment that he's never hung up anything in because, of course, he's never taken the time to. And all this. But of bullshit. course, he has an apartment. He has oh, places Christ, to live. Man. Sure, of course. But who gives the a thing fuck? Is this this movie? Does he drive? Does it have like a car? Yeah, it has a car, but he's not at really least. given it. He steals it. So, but I mean, uh, commandeers at least two cars, a boat, a helicopter. This guy's commandeering everything that moves. It sounds and, like it's not fun again. It's not fun. Of course it's not fun. You know what's better? Mission Impossible 4 at least was fun. It moved. It worked. This has a, a vaguely similar plot line. This takes way too long for Christoph Waltz to finally a- acknowledge who he is. And if you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry to tell you. It's fucking Blofeld, okay? If you didn't, if you didn't know that by now, then it's just like the big reveal that – uh, in Star Trek 2, it was Khan. Okay, it's, it's, of course it is. Okay, everybody knows it is. So it is what it is. That's fairly interesting. Batista is is a non-starter as a bad guy. He's a bad guy with basically sharp fingernails, and that's his killing method. And outside of a, a badly choreographed fight scene on a mm-hmm. train, that everything's homage, but everything is is so homage that it's like. It becomes too cool for school. It sounds like an homage to the last three, Craig. It is. They try to tie it together desperately, and it just seems like exposition upon exposition. This movie ends, (sighs) and then we have 30 minutes to go. It's one of those situations. You're going to hate this. If you didn't like Skyfall, I actually appreciate Skyfall more more as I get away from it. I really do. mm -hmm. Skyfall has, I got to be honest, I'm somewhat changing my negative. But it feels like, Skyfall feels like an ending to that trilogy, and now let's start something new, especially after Skyfall, which was really kind of the best you can do with that. I don't think you're going to get any better than that. 
That was the high point. Uh, actually, I think Casino Royale is the high point. But of it's, the Craig Casino Royale is different than, than the other one. If right. this is indeed his last movie, so be it. I'm ready for this to get back to the Pierce Brosnan fun, globe trotting, double entendre. Um, let's just let's let's liven this fucker up because at this point we it's so nihilistic and so not fun. And these things yeah. are a fucking chore. It really is. And by the time that Waltz's bad guy explains what his plan is, it's not that – I mean there's, they make some references in a meeting to human trafficking, to um, prostitution, sex slaves. I mean some terrible shit going on in the world. But outside of that, that's not what I want in my Bond movies. I want global domination on a world level. You know, let's yeah. crash <laughs> stock markets. Let's take over the world's computers. Let's, let's well, be, do something here. Be honest. I mean one of the things that I, I think is, is an issue with how you know that they're getting away from, from what works is that you just couldn't have a spoof movie of these, right? You couldn't base an Austin Powers off these last no, no. few uh, Daniel Craig movies. And that to me is like, you're missing the whole point of a James Bond. I'm really appreciating the Pierce Brosnan ones. I mean, Casino Royale was such, the, the thing is this, this is what you got to realize about the James Bond movies that I always forget. And I got to tell myself this. I said it to me myself last night walking to the theater is that the hype leading up to these movies is always better than the movie. And yeah. when you get a good one, <laughs> it's great. You hit a home run. You're yeah. like, and the thing is, I wasn't expecting anything from Casino Royale. I really wasn't. I wasn't even paying attention to its release. Rocky Balboa was coming out that year. I was way more hyped for that. And I saw Casino Royale. I was fucking yeah, blown you away. The, the Stallone blinders on. Right. I, yeah. I got them again. I'm waiting for Creed. So, um, <laughs> But so I was expecting this to maybe blow me away. And then I saw Quantum with this huge buildup, and it was a letdown, even though it has its minor enjoyments here and there, including a great opening scene. But mm-hmm. Skyfall comes along, and it was so dense. It took a minute to get into, and I see it now, and I can kind of peel its layers a little bit more, and I like it. But a steady diet of that sunk this franchise. It really did. This is now needs a restart. It needs a new, a whole new direction. They, they do not need to continue this. Craig should walk away at this point. He's been here for four movies, and two of them have been good, much like Pierce Brosnan, in my opinion. Although we disagree Even on the Even the dumb two. Pierce Brosnan ones, I still think they're fun. Yeah, but you're not going to want to revisit this one. I'm telling you, Spectre, really? there's a reason it made what it made. And it's not I – mean, I've enjoyed – Even Bad Bond is still a good uh, – uh, superior I, I agree with you because – you know, coming this Thanksgiving, what's going to be playing on TV? Fucking Twilight Zone and James Bond movies, you know? That was the fun of being able to just pop in at any moment with the, you know, the Roger Moore James Bonds. Or just as you go through the Sean Connery ones, they, they all have their moments of just pure shit. But those were played in the background perfectly, and they were so much fun. And these um, new ones just don't seem like they fit in. They're their own little uh, spinoff. If this was a comic book universe, these would be kind of a, a little spinoff section. And now they need to come back and redo it. I mean, you need uh, something a little less—I uh, don't want to say masculine, but like a little less brutal. I, I mean, we need to have some fun here. This is not any fun, and I—I'm tired. Of, mm-hmm. They're long. They're short. This is a talky film, and talky in the sense that it's measured, there's rhythms to it, and I understand what they were going for, but it became monotonous. This is a long long movie and Casino Royale was almost the exact same running time and doesn't feel nearly this long Martin Campbell is the man when it comes to this Mendez is too much mm-hmm. technique the opening five minute shot I don't care how virtuoso it is it's distracting I don't need a five minute opening shot in a James Bond movie it's not about the director it's about the character and you're not servicing the character the story or the franchise by fucking calling attention to yourself and how brilliant you are and how you've made these into such pathos and all this I do shit. like the I mean, Campbell Bonds. 
uh, the Campbell Bonds are the one way to do it. I mean, you, I'm you not don't a, like the yeah. You don't. Like I'm Golden not a big Eye. fan of Goldeneye, but at this point, but I did Goldeneye, like. Goldeneye. I appreciate a Goldeneye compared to what I just saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, at least a Goldeneye. I knew, like you said, I could come in at any moment and knew where I was at in James Bond Adventure. He'd come up, he would do his thing, he'd get his assignment, he'd go out and execute, he'd meet his dame, he'd meet his bad guy. This guy doesn't even have a fucking fortress lair. It's some weird crater. I mean, you got to see this movie. You're, the thing is, you're I not. I will see it. Of course, mm-hmm. you're going to see it, but it's too preoccupied with homage. Like, like, they, like they had to sort of like pay the debts off here, like the, the end of the multi universe. And this is what we're getting in here. This is there's a lot of influence going on. James Bond has been influenced by Bourne and now by Marvel, and it, it didn't pay off at this. Iteration. And it shouldn't be because it should be the influencer, right? I mean, this just it used to be, but let's be honest, uh, Mission it's lost Impossible its relevancy. It. It's lost its relevancy, you know, and it's set. Uh, I don't know. I I think its problem is it's tried to get out ahead of everything else, and it just it for me, anyways, it, it took the wrong the wrong route. It should have just stayed with what it was and shouldn't have been try to be something else. Let the other guys be the things that are different. And you do what you do. Well, I'll leave it up to our listeners there. You let us know if you want email us, put on our Facebook page. Let us know if you think that quantum, which I think is the low point of the series. I, I rank it casino Royale, skyfall quantum, and now specter. I think this is the low point. Um, even though I say the low point, I got to once again, reiterate too that this is a bond film and it is, you know, even bad bond is, is still mm-hmm. good bond. It's like pizza. So, even bad pizza is good pizza, right? Sure. All right. Yeah, right. Uh, Pixels. <laughs> Tell me about Pixels. I really wanted to see this movie, and it disappeared from theaters so quickly I couldn't. What happened here? What's yeah, so on? you haven't. You still haven't seen this. I have not. I've been wanting to see it. I was though. wondering. I was thinking maybe you saw it, but um, uh, I think the world is crazy. I loved this movie. Really? I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. You know, I, I like Chris Columbus. I like his directing style. I like everyone in it. I, I thought it was funny. I laughed. It really follows the Happy Madison uh, format to a T. So it's exactly what you expect, um, you know, down to the, the, the you know, hairband music and, and or, you know, right, big nice hair. Right, 80s soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Does uh, Sandler have a hot wife? Who plays his wife? No, but he's uh, – Michelle Monaghan is the love interest. Well, there you go. Of course. Um, but – I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. It's a lot of fun. You don't have to make fun. an excuse for that, my man. I'm proud that you like this. Get on air and tell people. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, I think everyone else is crazy. It really feels like after watching this, I think, how did, you know, where's where's everyone from, you know, 1998 that fell in love with the water boy? Yeah, how did that become such a smash? That's a shit movie, right? It's not. Yeah, it's nowhere near as good as this. So I don't understand where, why is it so okay to just hate Sandler at this point. It feels unfair almost to, to a degree. Cause this is a really fun uh, movie. I thought this is like, you know, this is basically like an adult version of goosebumps. It kind of reminded me of, you know, um, a little bit more adult, you know, not too much still ready PG 13. Uh, but yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. So y'all can go screw yourselves. I think I'm just, I'm, I will always be an Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> I agree. Know, I just Sony, don't think it's ever going to go a away. Year. People can talk shit, but if you think about it, he produced uh, Paul Blart 2. He, Pixels is going to make money when everything's factored in, and Hotel Transylvania 2 is big time. So three hits for Sony this year that they needed. I mean, three of their highest-grossing films of the year all featured Sandler in one way or another. So uh, he's not going anywhere, and Ridiculous no, 6 is going to score for Netflix. So They're just such great – yeah, well, that one's the one that I'm – I think it might be a downer, but even his bad films to me are, they put me in the, in a good mood, 
you know, no matter what, they could definitely set a good mood for me. And so I always feel like any of his movies, you know, I, you can revisit. Whereas a lot of movies nowadays, I feel like, yeah, there's never a fucking need 10 years down the line to ever revisit it. Well, with a Sandler movie, I can to be like that. You know, it's hard for me to go back and put in. Um, some Will Ferrell films. The I mean, Sam- most of the Sandlers, I, I I can rewatch. One hundred percent, including that's my boy and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I, I, those anytime. are both good. Anytime, even Big Daddy. Yeah, All good. Right. Um, let's talk about Tomorrowland. This is a movie I gave a negative review to. I was really looking forward to this one, and I couldn't get into it. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked it, but it's um, uh, I, I don't know what to say about it. It was it's not a bad movie. It's just not, it's not really very good though. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not amazing. It, it seems it like okay. it squandered a good potential to me. Like a good idea was lurking around in there somewhere, but they never really got around to. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was it. the same old, same old. It felt very much like a, like you know, classic Disney, um, right? Like Witch Mountain. Witch Mountain. Exactly, it felt exact very much like that. Yeah, in my review, yes. Um, which was neat to see to 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 kind of relive that. Was like, oh wow, you can still make a movie that feels you know old. Um, that's clearly not old. But at the same time, you know, the whole twist of it, you know, being the good guy is actually the bad guy. And just it was like, real, we're just not even trying. Right. I just it just kind of fell into standard. Yeah, because it just became nothing. It became a movie that was just so standard and so basic. You just it, it's like, yeah, OK, like I could, you know, come up with this. Like, it seemed like much ado about nothing. I thought you're trying so hard. Yeah, you're trying so hard. Yeah, yeah. So just not. It lost its fun value. Um, there about well, halfway early through. on. I thought. I thought about halfway through, maybe. Yeah, but the, the shit with the little boy went on too far. I was just long. gonna say that. I mean, yeah, they, he's a very good actor. I thought it was the whole beginning sequence was a bit when it finally got to a uh, to what's her name, Brit, whatever the hell. When it finally got to the girl. Um, that was the part where it felt like the movie really started and that whole, I don't know, was it 10, 15 minutes of, of George Clooney as a little kid was just fucking a, well, even her, I mean, she, she's riding up on her bicycle to this NASA facility. I mean, come on. We I thought that was, guess? that was interesting. Yeah. That was actually <laughs> that pretty was, good to me. I thought that was such a wannabe Spielberg moments and just kind of living. Yeah, that's why I, I like, what are we in this? That's this okay. If you, reality? If, but if you want to steal from something good, I'm fine with that. Um, but at least, I don't know. It didn't go anywhere after go that. Go anywhere. Once again, I mean, that movie yeah. just gets lost in itself. It's an alright movie. If you can watch, if you need something to watch, you know. That's a classic two-star movie, right. in my opinion. That's a mid-level, uh, yeah, you know, not a terrible yeah, thick. It's alright. not going to insult your intelligence, but there's no reason to really see it. Yeah, there won't be any more of those, that's for sure. San so Andreas. I think this is one of the guilty pleasures of the summer. I give this one a positive review. What do you think? Yeah, this is just, this is one of the dumbest movies I've, I've seen in a long time. For sure. Um, but did you but like what? Nah, it's fucking boring and dumb. Ah, uh, come on! That it's first so sequence long. is nicely done with the girl and her. Uh, you know, I mean, are you the, fucking the kidding boat. me? He takes the helicopter into the canyon. I know, right? I know, it's I know. A, believe me, it's fucking stupid, quick, man. I mean, it's a joke, but it's a joke into it uh, unto itself. It's so fucking dumb that it's just. Well, you're right. This is the it's kind not of movie worth where it. the world is decimated, but everything's all good because this guy saved his daughter and his wife. People are dying. Well, what the, the fuck top was the whole the point? Oh, and then his his daughter. You know, he's he has had one daughter that's dead from whitewater raft, and he couldn't save her. Like, we really need a fucking backstory. 
horse. He's a conflicted hero. Give me a break. This is a horrible movie, man. I don't even know how you can defend it or say guilty pleasure or anything on it. Just bad I all the way around. The way Absolutely it was horrible. Done, the way it was done was bad. I thought the <laughs> opening sequence was at least reminiscent of, of Cliffhanger. Nowhere near as well done. Not as even close. The Cliffhanger is fucking badass. This movie is fucking just bad. I like Johnson, even though I thought this movie was I love a him. Joke. He's great. With, the actors are great. When he rescues um, his wife off the off the top of the building and everyone dies, including the person she just had lunch with, and she's cool with that. I thought this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's clear. This is the kind of movie that cast, um, you know, The Rock and then cast, you know, his wife and his daughter uh, for their boobs, right? (laughs) They're going to throw them in the water and have them just their boobs just go. And everything's jittery. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's clear. It's clear to me why people got the roles. I wasn't the only one. This thing propelled itself to $150 million, the highest grossing movie in Warner's uh, year so far. Yeah, I don't get it. It's a horrible movie. I can't defend it. It isn't. It isn't brainy, but at least it was entertaining. It isn't brainy. It's worse than brainy. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than not brainy. It's like negative. I don't know how you go negative IQ values, but it does. I'm surprised. I thought you'd like this one. Mm. All right, let's move on to the trailers. Trailers can be wondrous things, giving us insight into the unseen movies of the future. But when they're bad, fire photon torpedoes. Shields up, red alert. Prepare for trailer addict. Oh, we're prepared. We have been prepared. (laughs) The captain has personally prepared us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got here a slew of kids movies. Oh, God. We got Kung Fu Panda 3. Was the Ice Age trailer even a trailer? I don't know what that was. We'll scratch that from that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll scratch that. There's an Ice Age 3. Or Ice Age 5, I guess it would be. Oh, my God. Um, what is it? Six? Yeah. Five or Ice six, Age, huh? Ice Age 5. Um, five. Announced, but the, I was staked as the trailer, so we won't even talk about that, really. But Kung Fu Panda 3, on the other hand, is coming this next summer. Um, this looks hmm. cute enough. But Did you watch the, uh, any of the Kung Fu Pandas? I haven't got into the Kung Fu Pandas. I have pandas. not seen a single one of these uh, fucking they look, movies. They look cute. I mean, I like martial arts movies, and I like... Pandas. So, they just yeah. look like a waste of time, don't they? I mean, they do look cute. They look, they look innocuous. They just yeah. look like a fucking kids movie. But they just, I've never had an, an inkling at all to to watch any of these. And I can't believe they're making a third. I mean, obviously, you know, DreamWorks is desperate for a hit. Yeah, when the Madagascar um, penguin thing didn't work out, they needed something to fall back on. So this guy yeah. greenlit immediately. Uh, but this looks like you said innocent enough, innocuous enough. It's not going to hurt anybody. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about <laughs> something that's highly anticipated. That's Warcraft. Duncan Jones steps behind the camera, and we have the trailer here. What'd you think? I've never played this game, so I don't know this what the fuck I'm looking at. Looks pretty fucking dumb. Am I wrong? Do you do you think this looks good? I'm not into these kind of movies. Looks really. like a, for, first of all, it looks like a video game. Lord, Looks like Lord of the Rings. It looks like a Lord uh, Jack of the Rings. Jack and the Giants. Yeah. Um, it feels like it has elements of Game of Thrones in it. Yes, but I felt that. Yeah. Just I. It just looks dumb. I don't. Why do I give a shit about anyone in this movie? Why do I care that the orc people are like, oh, we must leave? I feel like I need. I feel like I'm about to play a game. It's really what I feel like. It feels like a cutscene. So I, I can't imagine this playing out theatrical length and having it be satisfying. I thought this looked a little Avatar-esque. I thought this looked at the same time uh, derivative of other 
things that I'd seen before. Like I said, um, Jack the Giant Slayer with the the orcs and and even Lord of the Rings. I mean, how many times are we going to see the CGI battle of a hundred thousand people on a field running at each other yeah. full speed? I just I don't I see that and I mentally tune it. That's like a car chase in well, the eighties. I mean, that is so um, but, overly done. But go back in time and look at watch some of the trailers for the Warcraft games and they blow this shit out of the fucking water. And that's really the thing that hits me the most is that this just seems let it just, it doesn't have any weight to it. I don't care about any of these people in this trailer and I don't know why I ever would. Uh, even gamers. So, I mean, I can't imagine why you'd want to go see this uh, being played, you know, Played out on a big screen. This is you're going to be home playing the game if you want to play it. This has nothing to do with seeing the fucking movie. I thought they learned that lesson years ago with Doom and Laura Croft and things like that. But here we are again. Oh, and Resident Evil and Resident Evil at least well, is, is um, found itself in a mid-level, uh, you know, franchise. Well, there have been but, lots of them that have found themselves in a mid-level franchise. But I mean, there's been a how that's many? About where, that's about where games Hitman go. and things like that. Yeah. All right. London Has Fallen, the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, this, this is coming out next March. And I got to tell you, I kind of like this trailer. I'm, I, for whatever reason, I'm ready for a diehard type movie in 2016. And what I like about this is that this was the least expe- the lesser of the two, um, you know, White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen, the president type uh-huh. movies, the diehard president White House movies. And this is the one that gets the sequel because this was the more profitable one, the little scrappy one. What do you think? You like this trailer? No? It just, I don't even, this isn't even really a, it's just action again. I, you know, whoever cut this, um, I want to slap them in the face. I'm sick of these trailers cut like this. You know, I don't need the Transformers music, the slow motion, the sound effects. It doesn't work for me anymore. It's not exciting. Stop doing it. <laughs> I like this. Um, I disagree with you on that. I think I just cut it nicely. It's cut horribly. And then the fucking slow motion of something actually happening. And then we're in slow motion against the It's fucking stupid. It's it's just it's nothing. It's nothing. You know, you're, it's, they're trying to get you excited over the nothing. It's stupid to do that. And then finally, a minute later, we get into some sort of a story. It's like, oh, this becomes a real trailer at some point. Um, these I don't know. The first one of this was fucking dumb. This looks just as dumb. Um, the action will be good though. The action was good in the first one. Well, Fuqua knows how to do action. Yeah, this is so. not done by him. This is somebody new. Doesn't matter. Uh, it still looks like it has good action. But but to be fair, I was fooled by the Taken Three trailer. So the fuck do I know? This might have horrible action in it. Um, it's a stupid idea, you know. I love that something has the title of London has fallen, and it's only about how America can kick ass. Of course. You know, I did hear that this was actually a concept that they were throwing around for a sequel for White House Down 2, had that been a success. And when it wasn't, they shopped this to the producers uh, at Millennium, Avi Lerner and, and whatnot. Because and, this uh, is such a hard they're, – they're the only ones that, that had this idea, surely. Right, but they were like, hey, this is, they don't, want to move they forward. They were thinking hey, Avi Lerner was like, Sydney has fallen. Oh, no, what, London? No, oh, brilliant. <laughs> this is the title we need. <laughs> yeah, this, I think this looks like a guilty pleasure in the making. Okay, yeah, what which is the, what you'd say about the first one? Alice in Wonderland 2, Alice oh, Through God. the Looking Glass, the sequel that nobody asked for, even though the Alice in Wonderland was a billion-dollar hit. Oh, that I always so contributed to uh, Avatar making you know so much money in 3D. But so this, long ago. Uh, it's, you know, by the time this comes out, this will be six years yeah. since that released. Uh, but this trailer, I think, 
looks more intriguing than Alice in Wonderland ever did. I, I actually like this trailer. I'm surprised. Mm. I think I would. I think it's just like a waste of time. More, you know, silliness. More of the same? Um, more, yeah, just we made a movie to make a movie. It doesn't seem like they had... It just doesn't feel like there was a reason to tell a story anymore, you know, other than, um, you know, we can have another probably under a billion dollars at this point. But, you know, what, eight, nine hundred million dollar payday? Why not? I don't. I thought at least uh, with all the the redos right now and and the things that are funking like Pan and stuff like that. But you got Cinderella doing well. I mean, Disney is really the ones that are doing these kind of retellings the best. And I thought that the, the villain the here, doing it, right? with the, the time and all that, at least it is a little bit more compelling than just the Queen of Hearts and, and kind of the wacky shit we saw in the first one, even though this looks to be eccentric, of, of course. But Right. Uh, so you're basically saying Return to Oz is a better I, movie. Than I, you know, that's funny you brought that up because this reminded me of that. I was going to reference that. And doesn't it remind you of that in a way? Yes, because it's just weird. It's just let's make a movie. It's weird. Okay. It's going to be darker. You know? And also with Burton just producing and not directing this time, it's almost like the Batman franchise when he gave it over to Joel Schumacher. So this is going to be shitty. Probably. <laughs> Which ultimately was the movie that fucking sunk them from getting funding for ba- uh, Superman Lives. Was uh, Batman and Robin taking a little fact for you? There's trivia. All right, what else we got here? I'm, uh, I don't know. Is that it? No, we had two other ones. God damn it. Oh, we did? Yes, we did. We watched two <laughs> And they were so good. Neither were they? You, neither you nor I can recall them. There's so many trailers we watched. other ones? Yes, we do. We have 13 up. hours. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you why I forgot about this. What was the Because this one? trailer bores oh, the Age shit out of me. I'm tired of this trailer. This wasn't much different than the teaser we saw, and I'm still bored of this trailer. Even though it's a Michael Bay movie, I feel like I've seen this But London has movie. fallen. This I know, but this, this to me is is cut just as um, same. I think as, this looks way better than London has fallen. I don't know, of you're course, crazy. on a serious this is, level. Looks like yeah, great, like, this looks like a good movie. I, I, I can't wait to see this. Um, I love these kinds of war movies. I'm ready to watch it. I'll play it right now. I just think this doesn't. And look if good. I never see London has fallen, no skin off my fucking back. Yeah, I'm I'm good on these. I saw the, the I mean, Black Hawk Down to me is the pinnacle of this kind of filmmaking. And this that's just, one movie. Like, I mean, you, so you're gonna watch one movie and then you're done. I've seen that's enough like, of these type movies that like. Well, this, then I guess are, you, you don't need to anymore. watch any more Bond movies either. They're not good anymore to me. And this but looks. Do, but you definitely need to watch Tokyo Has Fallen when that comes I, out. I'm gonna watch Tokyo Drift tonight. <laughs> if I want. <laughs> Tokyo's down, I'll watch. Tokyo's down. Tokyo is down. <laughs> South Korea invades. Whatever no, you want. Yeah, in all fairness, I feel you. I, I, when I was watching this too, I was like, mm, this feels very like, I mean, we've we've done this awards corridor war movie for a while now at this point, you know? I mean, even the siege type thing where like they're on, you know, I, yeah, I, I still I, think I like- this looks good. I do want to see it, but yeah, I know it's more the same. It is. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I feel like I've seen this type of movie for a while now, and it's just, uh, what What are you going to do to differentiate yourself from, from Zero Dark Thirty yeah, to nothing. all those type movies? Nothing, um, yeah. Like, you know, what, what, what are this we doing? This is clearly an emulation of that, of, of Hurt Locker and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, Michael Bay is directing, though, so at least he's stepping out of his comfort zone in between Transformers movies to do this, so. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm not sure that this is any different than a Transformer movie. Oh, God. <laughs> they should have used the Transformers fucking theme songs and music in this trailer. Hey, you know, everyone else song. uses the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that. <laughs> everyone else does it. It, was, it seemed odd that it wasn't in this one. Yeah. They'll do that, too. They'll get stuck on, like, a song or, like, a certain type of melody for a, a movie yeah. and use it in every fucking trailer. They did that for Tron Legacy. I mean, how many times does that show up in trailers? For the next three years. Yeah. That was the go-to music. The worst was when they were using sweeping music, like Last Samurai and shit. Oh, my God. Forrest Gump. That, was that shit went on. Yeah, that one as well. Yeah, that shit went on forever. Yep. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 288. We got a short show for you guys this week. We want to thank you for joining us. As always, you can listen to our past podcasts on MovieMavericks.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, or anywhere else you may find your podcast. We'll be back with you guys soon. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to MovieMavericks.com, Warp 9. Engage! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.